Welcome to the Thriving Women in STEM podcast. We're your hosts, Dr. Ursula Lang and Dr. Brianne Daniels. Our mission is to support, nurture, and re-inspire STEM professional women to reclaim their lives and flourish. And the way we do this is through community building, shared experiences, and coaching tools. Let's do this. Hello, women in STEM. Welcome back to our podcast. So when this podcast is being released is just kind of midway or a little post midway through the month of February. And I want to acknowledge that if you're listening to this on the day it's released, both Valentine's Day and my birthday will have passed <laughs> because somehow I've always you know, it's two days, my birthday is two days after Valentine's day. And it's, it's for whatever reason, it gets lumped together. Well, not for whatever reason, because they're just such close proximity. And it, that's just the life that I live well, Happy birthday. <laughs> and that I've been dealt. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but no, yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of going to be a, ref- a reflective um, podcast as well as um, we're going to bring up this time around um, some thoughts about intimacy and like, maybe you can think about how is your Valentine's day? If that's something you take kind of more seriously, do you have expectations of what it should have been or what intimacy looks like or what connection looks like? And I think, you know, intimacy uh, is something that evolves and changes over the years with your relationship, with kids, with all the things. And I don't want to, uh, I don't want to sideline my beautiful co-host, Dr. Brian Daniels. (laughs) Not at all. Back to our podcast. How have you been with this month so far? I've been doing okay. And thank you. Thank you for sharing that it was your birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> Didn't mean to well, sort of talk over you earlier and say happy birthday, no, but happy birthday. That's, no, that's this is awesome. It's the week of the podcast release, but um, but yeah, there's still plans are brewing for the actual birthday. So we'll see. It'll be good. Well, awesome. And, uh, and, you know, I have a December birthday, so I, I mean, it's not, it's not super close to Christmas, but it has that similar feeling of, um, the vibe times yeah. going together with <laughs> the holiday, um, near it anyway. Um, yeah, but, uh, I'm really excited to be here in February and talking about thing, all things relationship. And especially this topic intimacy, I think is super, super important, um, and, you know, especially just for, for women as, as most, especially maybe, um, and women in STEM, I think it's, it's obviously not something that we would discuss very much or, or talk about in our sort of career professional worlds, um, unless that is, you are a, you know, OBGYN or women's health physician, um, in which case perhaps you get to have more of those conversations. Um, and that's wonderful, but, um, yeah, so I'm just really glad that we're bringing this forward. Yeah, I think that's a great point that the fact that sex and sexuality and intimacy sort of falls into some sort of taboo umbrella, or we all have this kind of sneaky belief and false, um, false myth, I guess, that it's supposed to look a certain way, right? Like, like for our brains to soak up all the signals and all the societal cues that uh, that are provided to us and how many times, how long, how it, you know, how it looks, what's good, what's bad. Like there's so many judgments and so many like unintentional thoughts and beliefs that we soak up that, you know, that's why we're bringing it to the table because part of your connection with your partner and especially in the context of kids and stress around work, perhaps like this could be something that 
gets easily sidelined and isn't really given the the airtime and the and the care that it it deserves. We're sexual people as beings, as human beings. And you know, celebrating that and owning your unique sexuality and what it means for you in particular is like a super important question that if you haven't asked yourself, one of the things we encourage you to do as we do for all coaching topics is to really ask yourself that question. What does sexuality mean to you? And what is owning your own sexuality? What is that def- definition, especially in the context of what your thoughts are about your partner and what theirs is and what are, what perhaps are your manuals bringing in a little bit of last week's podcast topic. What's your manual around sex and sexuality and intimacy and does intimacy have to be a physical thing for you? Can it be a non-physical thing? If your love language, again, from last week is touch, perhaps intimacy is not like touch related for you. Maybe it can be, maybe your partner is, maybe your partner's intimacy is more touch related, which is good to know, right? This is all just data. It's all just gathering more information and making informed and informed decisions about how you want to what results you want to create in your life around this. So, yeah. Did that, did that bring up anything for you, Brie? Is like Uh, (laughs) kind of how you're seeing things too? I mean, yes, no, I mean, it didn't bring up lots of things, but one thing it, it reminded me of was just the, the kind of the amount of judgment that we tend to bring into um, topics around intimacy or sex and um, both I would say it's judgment of ourselves, but also judgment of our partners or our whole situation. And um, so it's just, it's so useful to sort of bring a little bit of light to this conversation and, and remind ourselves um, that if we can start to let go of some of those judgments, if there's a right or a wrong or a way that it should be, um, that that's where you really get into that space of freedom. And when you find freedom, that's where you really get you get to go to the next level of goodness. And I'm not saying that it's easy or that I've even necessarily fully gotten there myself, but um, <laughs> having the awareness of it is huge, right? Yes. Um, just being, becoming aware of, of maybe some of the thoughts that you have can also just be so freeing um, and helpful. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So going along with that question of what, how do you define your own sexuality and what's your unique sexual language or how do you define intimacy? Is it, is it different from sexuality? Like, how does that look for you and take a look and see what you've written down and do, is that serving you? And that's the question we always ask, right? Are these thoughts serving us? Are they getting us the result we want? Because there's no real good thoughts or bad thoughts. It's really about how is that thought making me feel? And is it actually leading to a result I want in my life? So those are the questions to ask yourself. And then a couple other questions. Do what, you know, first, actually, before I get to that, um, some, some possible thoughts that could be, that could be coming up for you could be, I should want it more, or it should be spontaneous, or it's the duty as a partner to give pleasure or sex should be easy. (laughs) And, you know, or like one that perhaps, you know, as I'm thinking about my birthday, um, that, you know, changes and maybe is less when we get older versus when we don't have kids. And, you know, these are all kind of just, they're just thoughts, right? They're not facts. And this is again, separating out what's fact, what's thought, what's story, what's actually real. And, you know, you can get a lot of clarity from that. 
But then ask yourself the same question. It's like, what do I want? What, how often do I want it? How often does my partner want it? And, you know, can we open up that discussion and that conversation? And part of intimacy really is that communication, right? Are we willing to be vulnerable and open up that conversation? And from, you know, talking to other coaches who are sex coaches specifically, we are not, we're not claiming to be, but we're bringing this up in context of relationships. Um, but a really important point there in terms of conversation and connection is to do it when you're to do that part of it, when you're not actually in the act of intimacy. So that was a big um, tip that I was given uh, when, you know, bringing and talking to other sex coaches and, you know, to have that safe space to have that discussion so that everyone involved in that discussion feels non-judged. It feels like there is a zone of safety that we have to be vulnerable, right? To have a discussion and to talk about what our wants are, um, not from a place of you have to, but a place of, you know, I'm sharing what I would like, similar to the love languages, similar to the manual of sharing what we want, making requests and not demands. So that's just a place to get really curious. And, you know, it can be maybe perhaps for you, it's an uncomfortable conversation, but that's where you maybe take a step back from that and, you know, do your own work first. And I think, you know, a big uh, takeaway point for all of you is to acknowledge, to realize that, um, that realize that this is really starting with you, what's going on in your mind, your sexuality and your relationship with yourself is the first step. And if you feel uncomfortable talking about it, about yourself, then how are you showing up to the table to talk about it with someone else? So, you know, that first step, we always encourage everyone to start with you before you kind of go out and do that work with your partner. Um, but doing the work together, I mean, I'm, like I said, there's no rules around it. It's just, these are suggestions. So, yeah. So really kind of getting clear on that for you. Um, That's so good. yeah. And I guess um, one of the other things I wanted to bring up again, this is from, um, having learned a little bit more from other coaches who do sex specific coaching, um, is actually that, only 30% of women function from spontaneous libido, which is, you know, good to know, right? 70% of women out there are what that was called responsive libido, meaning they're really, you're really starting from a place of neutrality as if you're washing the dishes and all of a sudden your partner's like, let's go. And you're like, whoa, like I'm washing the dishes. I'm not feeling absolutely anything right now. And making that neutral feeling mean that you're not a sexual person, right? Like that's where we kind of have to just pump the brakes and realize that probably we're one of the 70% who is a response, has a responsive libido, meaning that you need to engage in something in order to get there. Doesn't mean that you won't get there. It means that we need to figure it out. And this is where your all of you STEM women have these amazing, beautiful, creative, and in you know, innovative brains out there. And this is a place for you to use it, to use it to your own advantage and to get curious and say, like, okay, like my result that I'm trying to create is increase libido or increase intimacy. And like, what are the actions? What are the thoughts? What are the feelings? And try it out. This is all about experimenting not because you're broken, but because we have a belief, a strong belief that we will achieve whatever sexual intimate thing we want. Because if you're coming from a belief that I'm 
different. I'm broken. It doesn't work for me. That is never going to create the result of increase, increased connection, getting your libido, like going the way that you want it to go like that from that belief, you're never going to get there. So the first work always is your work on your belief system around who you are and what your sexuality is and having that kind of working on that strong belief that we will get there. Right. Just like you do with maybe your research or whatever, whatever it is in your career that you have this like passion or the certainty about yourself, that same amount of certainty is what we would work on to get you to that place of, of engaging in a curious, in a curious, um, led manner. I said, I would say, yeah. So, so those are my bits of my bits of knowledge and kind of (laughs) opening up that conversation for you. And, and also just in the context of, you know, maybe thinking about how this past week has gone and if their intimacy didn't happen, like, is that okay? Like, are you okay with that? Or do you want to create something different in your life? How have we just accepted like a place of complacency or is there room to actually, you know, bring up some belief of things that perhaps aren't there, but you want there, you secretly want there. Sometimes it's just secret wishes that we sort of think are outside of our scope of possibility. And that's where really coaching kind of can open up your brain and your mind and the possibilities are just kind of endless. So yeah, that's where I'll leave it on my end. How about you, Bree? Any other tidbits, uh, thoughts? I actually wanted to, I want to ask you if um, those two questions you said you were going to ask earlier, if you had, if you had gotten to them already there, you were about to ask a question and I was curious what it was. And I think it was maybe what result do you really want? Okay. I just wanted to make sure I. Yeah. What result do you want? Um, You actually like this, my, this might be something that I kind of lost track of. So thank you for reminding me. So um, so when we're thinking about what result you want, you really need to, um, first of all, like, I guess, like even consider what's possible, I guess what, what it kind of left you with initially was just like, um, going to the place of just brainstorming, like hundred percent, just open to anything and everything. Um, but asking yourself where, um, what is it that you actually want versus what do you think you need to want. <laughs> awesome. Right. And that's that judgment piece we were talking yeah, about yeah. before, really, um, you know, just getting really curious and honest with yourself and not bringing in the judgment about what should be. Um, yeah, I think that's actually a pretty common, uh, thought trap that we, we want to want the thing that we think we should want. And when we don't want it, we think something's wrong with us versus what if we just don't actually want it and we want something else? Um, So, you know, it gets a little bit um, tricky, but I think the more that you ask these questions, the more you write it down, the more you kind of check in with your inner, your inner voice, your inner knowing uh, going towards the feeling uh, like listening to your body. I think that's another piece of it. Um, We didn't even get into this at all, but really being a hundred percent present. And we talk about, I think with women, like you get kind of stuck in your mind and as you're be trying to be intimate, telling ourselves we're doing it wrong, or we should like this, or it should be different versus pulling yourself back into your body and just being fully present with what is happening. And so I think that's probably a whole nother level of discussion that we would leave for actual coaching um, because it can get um, into just body work and feeling and sensing and you know, 
moving, moving all the feelings throughout your body. And that's, uh, <laughs> but it's worth, it's worth doing. So it's amazing. Yeah. And so that's another kind of reason, right. That we, we find in-person coaching really helpful. Um, cause it's a really safe, confidential space where you can just talk about whatever it is that's going on, um, either with the thoughts or with your body and, and kind of get more, get more clarity, I guess, around some of these sort of complex topics. Yeah, absolutely. And then problem solve it, try things out, try new things and stay open and curious. All right, ladies, that's what we have for you this week. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next week. Bye. If you enjoyed this podcast and want to apply some of these principles to your own life, we are here to help. Get started by following the link in the show notes to download our step-by-step video guided workshop to reclaim your time.